Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. We're so glad you tuned in today, and if you're in the area, come out and join us at our new home, located at 3035 Nicolette Street in Banning. If you are unable to attend, you can tune in on YouTube Live at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills, Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. And don't forget to join us for our worship on Instagram Live at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills, 30 minutes before the YouTube broadcasts. We would also like to encourage you to check out our website at calvarychapelsweethills.org where you can keep up on the current messages, ministries, and happenings at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills. Today our teaching is in the book of 2 Kings chapter 19. Here's Pastor Ryan. And so Father, we thank you again this evening for your goodness in our life. And Lord, that you have indeed given us this place to worship you in a warm and comfortable place, Lord, where we're no longer uh, limited by a, a time clock in a sense where we're renting the facility and they need us to, to be out of here. But Lord, you've given this to us, Lord, to enjoy and to just let your spirit guide us, Lord. And so, Lord, we're grateful tonight, Lord. We give you our, our hearts and ask that you would speak to us, Lord. And for those who may not know you and they're here for the first time or just visiting, I pray that you would minister to them in a special way. We pray that all men would be saved. We pray for all women to be saved and children. We really do, Lord. So, Father, do a work of your grace and your spirit tonight. Teach us through your word. May it be all of you and none of me. In Jesus' name we pray and together we say amen. So in 2 Kings chapter 19, as you know, the southern kingdom of Judah is in a very bad spot. The kingdom, the, the Assyrian kingdom, the king has come down into the area of Jerusalem to destroy Judah. The Assyrian Empire, they are the most powerful nation on the planet at this time, and they are cleaning house. They're going from nation to nation to nation, and the Assyrians were really brutal when it came to taking prisoners. Their thing was to take prisoners, to take them back to their homeland and, and make them slaves there. So Judah is in trouble, and and for those of you who have been studying this, the book of First and Second Kings, it's a story of, of Israel's divided kingdom. There was a kingdom in the north and a kingdom in the south. And they were divided because they had sinned against God. So God just divided them into two kingdoms and then dealt with them individually. In the northern kingdom, all the kings were wicked. All the Israeli kings of the northern kingdom turned from God. They didn't follow God. And so... The, the repercussion, the, the armies of the nations came and were God's tools to pass judgment upon them for their rebellion against God. And so the Assyrian Empire had already taken the Israelites in the north, and now here we are in the southern kingdom of Judah. Hezekiah, who was known as a wonderful king, a man of God, who made many reforms, 
there in Judah, meaning he turned the people back to God. I mean, reforming, right? Like, like something that's, that's not happening, we're going to change it so that it does happen. That's a reform, something that is made better or made alive or renewed. And that's what he did to the kingdom. He renewed the worship of the Lord, so God blessed them. Which is the true truth about Christianity, that if we give our lives to Jesus Christ... He reforms our life. He changes our life. He, he upgrades us, sort of say, that, that, I mean, for lack of a better term. He regenerates us. He gives us new life. He forgives us of our sins. He's a wonderful, loving God. And Jesus said that he came to give us life and that much more abundant. But the devil, he came to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And so were all of us on that path before we came to know Jesus. He saved us from the devil. He saved us from the deception of the devil and of the, our own deception. And we're praying that everyone who's watching, listening, or here tonight, that that's the case. That you are no longer under the deception of Satan, living for yourself, but that you are living for God. Because he blesses that life without a doubt. I've taken that challenge in my life. I've taken that Pepsi challenge, as they say. Walking with Jesus is a blessed life. He blesses you because he loves you and he died for you. So Hezekiah had a blessed life. His kingdom was blessed. But in his prosperity, he forgot God, guys. He wasn't seeking God like he used to. In the beginning, he was just on fire. And and I, he, I'm, I'm really amazed at him because he had a very... Uh, you know terrible father godless father but yet he chose to seek the lord but in his prosperity like i said he pulled back and so the armies the enemies of israel have come in god has allowed them to come close to in hopes of waking hezekiah up which is the true truth about christianity for those christians for those of us who begin to turn away from the lord or not walk us closely to the Lord. We can expect chastening from God, a good spanking from our loving Father. Amen? And so, the you know, they're literally at the destruction is at the door. So what does Hezekiah do? He remembers, my goodness, it's God. It's God that I need to seek. It's God that I need to live for. So he goes into the house of the Lord and he just falls down before God and he asks God to deliver him. And then, you know, the, the Lord responds by saying that he's going to pull the armies away and actually the king of Assyria was pulled away from Lachish I believe is the name of the town pulled them away started pulling them away towards away from Jerusalem because he had heard a rumor that the king of Ethiopia was going to jump into the fight and so it was just the Lord using his power to bring relief to Hezekiah because Hezekiah prayed and when we pray, it brings relief. God brings help quick and beautifully and perfectly when we truly go before the Lord. And so in our story, Hezekiah has, has humbled himself in the house of the Lord and has begged the Lord to, to help him. And he sent his messengers to Isaiah the prophet. And the Isaiah the prophet, woo, that's who you need in times like this, right? Real men and women of God in your life to support you, to help you. In the Christian walk, we are not alone. We're surrounded by people of the word so that when we need help, when we need encouragement, we're going to get the word of God. We're not going to get just some idea with, with, with every 
wind of doctrine within just how we feel like the right thing to do is what does the scripture say so Isaiah the prophet is called he says the Lord's going to take care of you don't worry don't be afraid of their words and so the Lord spoke even further to Isaiah and the Lord wants to reply to this king of Assyria he wants to reply to him Sennacherib is his name he wants to reply to him directly because the king of Assyria blasphemed the name of God he totally was dissing God and so God wants to respond to him through the prophet and this is what he says in in verse 20 it says then Isaiah the son of Amos sent to Hezekiah saying thus says the Lord God of Israel because you have prayed to me against Sennacherib king of Assyria I have heard and this is the word which the Lord has spoken concerning him. And so I have heard must have been just wonderful and comforting words for Hezekiah to hear. I have heard. I have heard. Your prayers have come up to my ears and I have heard. I have bowed my ear to you and I have heard you. That is always the case brothers and sisters when we seek the Lord in prayer he hears our prayers the Bible says that God delights to hear the prayers of his children of the righteous if we have given our life to Jesus he delights in our prayers prayer is the most powerful thing because it was through prayer that transferred us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the son of his love if you think about it we went from serving satan to serving god because when we were lost by his grace we came to our senses that jesus is the son of god and that we haven't been living uh, in a life that pleased him and we that we should dedicate our life to him and repent of our sins what did we do but cry out in a prayer of confession and I do believe that God hears the prayers of everyone, including sinners, or else we would have never been saved. Now, he responds differently. I believe Christians, his children, those who have given their lives to the Lord, who have said, God, my life is no longer mine. I live for you now. There's a, there's a privilege now that God gives to his children. It's privileges. Privileges because, you know what? Other people don't care about me, son, daughter, but you care about me? And God blesses that and he hears that and he delights to hear in our, our prayers. And when we're in trouble, you better believe he hears. And he wants to come and help us in no matter what situation we're in. God hears your prayers and mine. In Isaiah 59, that famous verse in verses 1 through two, one, 1 and 2, it says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save. His hand's not short that it cannot save nor his ear heavy that it cannot hear but your inequities it's your sins that have separated you from God and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear it's not that God could not hear it's that God would not hear unless we're serious about our sin issue before we came to know the Lord we're, we're players I'm, all of you were players before you came to the Lord some were a little more self-righteous and dressed up but we all played a game you know how many said oh I'm generally a good person I think I'll go to heaven yeah that's playing a game there aren't no good people the only good people is Jesus Christ we're sinners in need of a savior he's the only one that's good but we were players right and so when it comes to our prayer life when it comes to receiving help from the Lord he can see right through to our heart to see if we're authentic sincere 
whether we're really broken, whether we really want to change, or whether, man, Lord, I just want you here, because I just need help because I'm in trouble. Quick. And the Lord can see through that. He can see through that. But no matter how bad or how wicked we have been, or we were in the past, if we come with, with true sincerity at the end of ourselves, acknowledging our own sin, like, you're right, Lord, you're the only one that's good. I'm a sinner. And you don't have to have a long rap sheet. It's just the acknowledgement that within my heart, my thought life, my inner man, inner woman, it, it's, there's just, you know, there's anger, there's hatred, there's blasphemies, there's just things that aren't good. That acknowledgement. You know, some people can't go there. It's weird to me. It's weird to me. Before I came to know the Lord, no one had to tell me I was a sinner. Oh, I knew I was a sinner. But someone had to tell me that God loved me and that he can change me so that I don't do bad like I used to. And once I was convinced of that, then I, I gave him my life. But some people, they just like can't get over themselves to acknowledge that they're sinners. But um, Hezekiah humbled himself. In 1 John chapter 1, verses 8-10, through 10, John says, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Of all unrighteousness. Of all unrighteousness. I mean, and I love prayer because it's where I get, it's my, where I get uh, washed, basically, every day. If it wasn't for prayer, I, I couldn't get washed. I get washed by confessing and telling him I'm sorry every day, every night. Anybody here not do that? You get to the end of the day and you're like, mm, I'm good. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. No, it's like every day, oh my gosh. Forgive me, Lord. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and the word, and his word is not in us. If we say we have not sinned, his word is not in us. That's why people go through the Ten Commandments with very prideful people who think they're not sinners. But prayer is so beautiful. Hezekiah is praying and help is coming. In Psalm 34 verse 6 it says, This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. I would like that to be on my gravestone. Think about that. This poor man cried out. And the Lord saved him out of all of his troubles. Prayer is fun. Prayer is fantastic. Prayer gets us right. Prayer changes things. And that is why Isaiah said to him, The Lord has heard you. In other words, I'm rewarding you because you prayed. I'm rewarding you. I mean, if we truly believe that if we sought the Lord in prayer, He is going to reward us. Somehow, some way, I can't tell you how. But he will reward your life. Kids, he will reward your life. By praying to him, he will absolutely blow your mind. He can make things happen ooh, like no one can. No one can do what God can do. And our prayers, ooh, he loves them. I have heard. This is the word which the Lord has spoken concerning him. The virgin, the daughter of Zion, has despised you, laughed you to scorn. The daughter of Jerusalem has shaken her head behind your back. 
So picture this. This is God speaking to the king of Assyria, this Sennacherib guy, who was prideful, guys. Super pride. Thought he was all that. Thought his empire was all that. Thought no one can stop him. He thought he was all that. And how does God respond? You're coming after the virgin, the daughter of Zion. And he's speaking of Jerusalem, the city, and his people within the walls of Jerusalem, the Judeans, if you will. His people. God is referring to Jerusalem as a virgin. Virgin is, is someone who has, young girl who has not been married yet, who has not known a man, or a young man who has not known a woman, a virgin. And he's basically saying to this king who thinks he's all powerful, my city, my people have never been conquered. Have never been conquered. Think about that. There have been skirmishes and battles, but no nation had conquered Jerusalem since the Israelites were there. They do not know defeat in that way. In a sense, they are a virgin city that has never been conquered by any nation. You hear that, guys? That's what he's telling the most powerful king on the planet. My people, whom I love, the apple of my eye, they have never been destroyed. And I do believe that that is the inheritance of the saints, those who believe in Jesus Christ. I have, I have been busted up, hard-pressed on every side, like Paul was saying. I have lost many battles. The Bible says a righteous man falls seven times and seven times gets up. And just because a believer dies or is martyred doesn't mean he's lost. No. I believe in a sense we die virgins concerning being destroyed because we, it'll never happen to us. Even if they kill us, we win because they can kill the body, but they cannot kill our spirit. And our spirit never loses consciousness of the Lord. That's why he said, he who believes in me, though he dies, shall live. And, though, and he who lives and believes in me shall never die. Shall never die. Whew. I, that's a piece of a steak, I think. Glory to God. I mean, I was just, I got floored like, wow, in a sense, we ain't never going to be destroyed. Never. Never. We are more than conquerors. Oh, death, where is your sting? Psalm 991, verse 1 through 9, it says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. His truth shall be our shield and buckler, not the world's truth. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your right at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but you it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. Virgins when it comes to being destroyed and conquered. It ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. We just have to make the Lord 
everything. And that is what Jesus Christ asks from, from believers. Everything. Christianity only works that way. Everything. Everything is yours. Everything. Everything is yours. That's when it works. When doesn't it work? One foot in, one foot out. So-so. Sometimes. Doesn't work. The daughter of Jerusalem has shaken her head behind her back. The daughter, he refers to the city and his people as the daughter. The most vulnerable in our society is our little girls, amen? Like our little, 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 little girls. If women are the weaker vessels, then the little girls are the weak, 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 weak little vessels. But strong in God, little sisters. But in comparison with God on our side... The little girls are just laughing at this king who thinks he's a big shot coming against us. Whom have you reproached? The Lord asks him in uh, verse 22. Whom have you reproached and blasphemed? Against whom have you raised your voice and lifted up your eyes on high? Against the Holy One of Israel. By your messengers you have reproached the Lord by your messengers and so God's asking them who have you reproached the Assyrians were were threatening God's people and God saw that threat towards his people as a very threat against himself isn't that beautiful how God sees your life and mine when it comes to persecution the enemy of our souls Satan those who are anti-Christ in this world who just hate Christianity, who may come against you for no reason but, by, but because of your faith in Christ, to know that when God sees an offense towards you is an, is an offense towards him. An offense on one of the king's children is as an offense on the king himself. When Paul the Apostle was converted and his name was Saul before and he was on his way to persecute Christians in Damascus, you know the story, the Lord knocked him off of his high horse in Acts 9 and said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who are you, Lord? And then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goats. He had never seen Jesus in his life. Jesus was resurrected and in heaven, but yet Jesus said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Because he was persecuting the church and God took it as an offense to himself. That is the inheritance of a believer. And that means a lot, you know, growing up with, with parents who can care less. I appreciate the Lord so much for his parenting defense upon my life. It's part of the reasons why I have given him my heart because he actually cares about me and he actually cares about you. He defends you. And we have to believe it in these last days that if anyone messes with you or yours, we'll have to deal with your father in heaven. It's, it, it, forget about what we can do. That's why the Bible says not to avenge ourselves. Let the Lord deal with it. He knows how to deal with it really good, better than we can. And he's got means that uh, we knoweth not. I've literally seen it happen. And I have to believe he's my defense. 
Anyone come from a paranoid background? You know, drugs, cops, teachers, principals, narcs. Then you get saved and it's like, let it all go. Love believes all things. Trust. Don't be paranoid. Okay, as long as you protect me, I won't be paranoid. As long as an offense to me is an offense to him. I'll, I'll put my heart out there and, and let, it, let, let it be out there so that someone can stab it. As long as you take care of them for that. <laughs> you know, right? So we can open up, breathe a little bit, and be a little more friendlier. Whom have you reproached? God. Whom have you reproached? God, they're messing with you. Whom have they, whom have they messed with? Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio with the Bible teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein. If you're in the area, come out and join us at our new location at 3035 Nicolette Street in Banning. You can also find us on YouTube Live at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills, Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. If you would like more information or would like to send a gift to the ministry, check out our website at calvarychapelsweethills.org or you can call us at 951-572-2309. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. Cherubim, above.